Yo, welcome back to the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. Today we got another amazing episode with my man Dean Granavis. Dean is an amazing fucking dude and I had the honor of being in a group with him and really getting to know him on a personal level. But the amazing thing is, is Dean has the potential to do more. And uh, I really love Dean for who he is. But the fact that he comes from that place of deep hurt, deep pain of why he does so much and why he tries so hard. So today we're going to be extracting that from him. We're going to be getting those W's and sharing them. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. You're going to want to stick around. I've got my story. You got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. Time to walk through hell's kitchen. I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left, mm-hmm. the winner's paradigm. Mm-hmm. The winner's paradigm. Mm-hmm. The winner's paradigm. Yo, thank you guys for tuning in. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, hit the show notes. Go ahead and do so. Thewinnersparadigm.com. Subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and review. Let us know how this podcast helped you and keep this message going. And last thing, if you really want to fucking win, you want to learn how to build, scale, launch your podcast and monetize it, you're going to want to join our Recalibrated Man Facebook group and DM me if you want to get into the Recalibrated Man mastermind. That is where I'm going to jam with you one-on-one. We're going to be talking with the group on how to build, scale, launch, and monetize your podcast. My man, Dean, thank you so much for coming on the Winner's Paradigm podcast, brother. It's been an honor being in a group and getting to know you on a personal level, but uh, you have a kick-ass story, brother. So I wanted to get you on today, you know, talking about that, talk about what you're passionate about, and then really help men heal. So I'll turn the floor to you, brother, a little bit about yourself. What are you passionate about, man? Sure. Alondis, first of all, thank you, brother, for having me on here. Super grateful. Uh, just a beautiful day to be up. And, you know, um, you know, life's a gift, right? So we have an opportunity every day to start with a clean, clean vision of what we want. Right. And, you know, having this platform, this opportunity, um, I've had these visions before. Right. And you and I talk about this in the men's group, how important it is to be super clear and intentional how you want to show up every day, right? And having the right mindset so that you can work towards achieving that happiness that you want in your life, right? So um, going back to me, you know, I always look back to your childhood, right? You look at your timeline of your life. You look at, hey, listen, do I look at it as a negative or do I look at it as a positive? That's your first choice, right? A lot of people, when they, they look back, they're feeling that pain and that suffering, right? And you and I know how important your mindset is, but I want to share this with everybody out there listening in your audience and share with them a little bit about my story. You know, I used to grow up living to a label. And here's the thing, your identity of who you see yourself as, it truly matters, right? That reflection in that mirror every morning when you wake up to be the best version of yourself, that truly matters. Here's the thing. If you put a label on who you are, you cannot grow. So that work that we put in every single day intentionally has to have no lid on it. Right. And then that way that when you wake up every day, you're saying to yourself, 
I remember when I was that part of my version of myself, but that's not completely who I am, right? And, and you understand that, right, Alondis? Yeah, no, that was, uh, I'm laughing because that's exactly my thought process this morning. Because uh, I actually bought a new gym membership. And uh, so I can go to multiple gyms. So anyway, I got this new gym membership. I came home and it fucking hit me. And, and it's funny that you said visions because I've been saying that as well. My wife sometimes, she's like, what are you talking about? You get visions from God. I'm like, bro, you get visions. And I'm telling you, when you see this shit, it's so fucking clear that you're like, I don't want to fuck. Like for me, it was like, oh, you're going to die a fucking violent, vicious death if you don't change your ways. And I seen this shit and I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. You know, then had the vision, the funeral and so forth. But anyway, uh, coming back from the gym today, I was thinking exactly about that. And I was thinking about my shortcomings as a man. And I was like, fuck, you know what? It sucks that I couldn't be the man that I needed to be at that time. And that's why things didn't go my way in life. They didn't go the way I wanted. Uh, so you talked about, you know, going back to as a child and really, you know, taking in that label. I was the same way, brother, where it was like, you're labeled as this, you know, one house uh, couldn't be myself authentically. And then the other house was like, you need to be a hustler, a player. And if you're anything else, you know, you're a B. So for me, it was always having that ego and then learning uh, my mom's side was ego is a terrible thing. And then my dad's side's like, ego is what makes this money, you know? So for me, it was conflicting because it's like, well, I'm good at selling, but I have this negative mindset towards selling and so forth. So I love that you mentioned that because that was something uh, that I talked about this morning on my story, for instance. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm talking to that healed little boy who was in the corner fucking scared for his life because things were getting physical and he didn't know how to protect himself. So I find myself in that little boy sometimes and I'm not thinking clearly. And for you, brother, you've done the work, you've healed in those areas. What are some pointers that you can give us if somebody feels like they're reverting back to being scared, trying to protect themselves versus just looking inward and being that best individual they can be? Yeah, so that's a great question. And, and thank you for sharing, you know, a little bit about, you know, your past. And uh, I know we talked about it before. I think the most important part is, you know, you're in the driver's seat of your own life. Right. And I intentionally put myself in the driver's seat of my car because I knew I was going to say that's part of my message. Right. So in the past, being bullied and having a learning disability, they were just labels. Right. And they were moments. And and who I am today is because of the challenges that I had back then. Right. I overcame that learning disability. And what I what I did is I relabeled it. And when I was aware of it, I said, no, this is a superpower. You know, having ADHD is a superpower. That means that I have more energy than a normal person. And I know that if I don't stop, I can figure a way to get there. So I had to work harder. It took me three to four times as much to study for test to get an average grade. But I knew I showed up and I gave it everything I got. Right. So that work ethic was built from that little boy that was bullied back in the day. Right. So there's always an upside. Right. I knew that, you know, going to school for me wasn't something I enjoyed doing um, because I was in survival mode at that time. But I realized that what you could not take away from me, that label that I was creating, which is the most important thing, because I was in the driver's seat, was a few things. Number one, like after school going and working really hard and detailing cars and cutting grass, I went out there. I was responsible. I put the effort in and no one can take that away from me. So you start to create a new identity and become unstuck. And I think this is a good message for people out there who, who may feel stuck at some point because they may not know the answer. That's where you're leaning into 
what you are capable of doing, right? You don't have to have all the answers, but I realize is that you don't have an option to stop, right? You have to keep going. And it's how you react to the moments and the feelings and emotions that you have in that moment. And then deciding what do you want to do in that moment moving forward, right? So that's how you get through those challenges. And um, I, I think that the focus should be on progress, not perfection, right? You, there, there's no perfect Ooh. version of yourself, right? I, I like that a lot, brother. And, uh, you know, you got me thinking, some over here putting a comment below, but uh, you got me thinking, you know, and it's it's tough, you know, especially that. And I love the way that you say you put yourself in the driver's seat. Um but it is conflicting. The reason why I say it's conflicting is because we run into the people who are uh, so caught up in situation that they don't see the bigger picture. And again, you know, me and you're talking about seeing visions. Uh, you're going to see things differently. We're going to have a different perspective, especially on it, because we ha we can see, you know, the the more clarity within the situation that hey, whatever it is, it's going to work out for us. Uh, I love the way that you said that. You know, we're talking about ADHD, and they're saying you have a learning disability. Uh, I laughed when you were saying bullied because you can tell when someone's been bullied and the way that they act and mannerisms and so forth. Uh, so sometimes like I'll be fucking hearing people talk and I'm like, bro, I wish bullying still exists. Cause like some people fucking need it with the way that they be acting. Um, but it's funny because it's like, yeah, you know, it goes into exactly who you are as a human being, the way that you're considerate of other people, the way that you do business and so forth. Like you can tell these little things. So it's not that I'm saying a joke that's you know not bad. It's just like yeah. you can tell, you know, what a person's been through uh, by that, the way that they're speaking. And that's something that I'm learning more, you know, and uh, you hear that cliche, you know, you have two ears for a reason and one mouth. But for you, brother, you can tell that you've done the work. You can tell that you've healed that child. Uh, you didn't listen to the labels. You redefined it for yourself. You put in extra work, uh, which that's going to be the next thing after this is talking about work ethic because that's something I thrive in as well. Um, what was it like for you, you know, when you made those changes, excuse me, and you started creating that man that you admire and that starts doing these things continually to where it's not a big deal anymore? Sure. So, so great question. So, um, you know, the reason why I like, like, like coaching and inspiring other people and helping them move forward is because I was stuck before. I know what that pain felt like. Right. So 13 years ago, when I really got into personal development in my late twenties, you know, my back was against the wall. Right. I was at rock bottom. Right. I seen the darkness. I, you know, I, I was questioning, Hey, listen, is it really worth being here? And in that moment, I, I can remember it clearly. The light was shining in the window in the house. I know it sounds funny, you know, oh, light's shining in the house, but it, it actually was. And I sat there in a moment and I said, like, I know I feel super heavy right now, but I'm going to make it through it. And it's not as big as I feel in this moment. So I was able to pull myself away from the situation and look in. So I want to share with you a technique. I think that anybody who at any point feels a heavy feeling or emotion, you know, I use this rule in coaching. Pretend that you put yourself on a building and you were looking down at the version of yourself with a video camera, right? And you were going to go to that younger version of yourself and I'll do it right now. What would I say to the 28-year-old version of myself right now in this moment? Is there anything that I can do different? Is there any way that I can just take a step back and make it not feel heavier 
And if I was to do the next best thing, what would that look like in the next moment? See, the secret to life to me is understanding that fact that we live moment to moment. Like when me and you get off this podcast, that's the past. We can reflect on it, but we still have an opportunity to be present in the moment. And that's what I find fascinating about personal development. When you're in the driver's seat of your life and you can take a step back and look macro at your life and then get back in the present moment, that's a skill set. And you have to practice that. And that's what saved my life. I'm telling you right now, I had support. I had accountability from other people. But that is my driver every day because I knew what it felt like. And having that skill and being able to use it every day because emotions are going to come and go, right? Life is 90% what happens to you. And then that 10%, how you react, that's what you can control, right? So I always use car analogies. You know, I was in the health and wellness industry for 10 years and now 10 years in the automobile industry as a professional and do life coaching. Um, I think it's easy for people to connect and realize, you know, there are blind spots. There's moments that, that you didn't see coming in life, that hard phone call that may come in. What do you do in that moment? And I think that's really what's important. Yeah, man. And uh, I love the way that you said that. You got me thinking, you know, because that was something for me lately where its emotions have been high. Uh, I broke character one day and uh, it was understanding why, you know, understanding like the hurt and where it came from and healing it. And I wasn't the man that I needed to be. And it led me to that moment. Uh, so for me, it was thinking back and, you know, you're talking about talking to your younger self. And for me, uh, last year, fucking December 31st, 2022, uh, three or this three this year, um, I hit my rock bottom, you know, and like I say, you know, I talked to that man who got on his knees praying to God and asked for things to change. That's how he's going to align himself to his definition of success is uh, by looking at all these things. So for me, it was tough just seeing how we measure and being like, bro, I don't measure at all of where I want to be. I don't admire this man that I've created. Uh, so I need to create something better and I need to figure out as well, you know, how to be the best that I can be. Uh, so I love the way that you said that, because that was something for me, you know, where when I went to that point, it was, hey, what is the one thing about life? And uh, we talked about work ethic. We talked about ADHD and labels. And I was like, the only thing I've been fucking good at my whole life is just being at beast at whatever it is that I love. And the reason why I say be a beast in particular is like I was thinking about it. And I'm like, you have to be a fucking savage sometimes. The reason why is because if you don't and you're too soft, people are going to walk, walk all over you. And now you're going to have a fucking bigger problem you created. And then if you're too strict on that, you're going to create new things where it's it's not going to create the people that you want around you. But if you live in alignment every single day, if you do the hard shit, if you don't fucking care what anybody else says, uh, kind of like how, you know, Sean Michael Crane all the time is telling us that uh, he says the same thing like Wes Watson, like your next level is something that you can't afford. But two, don't listen to the fucking people who aren't doing it because they're not going to help you get to where you're going. You know, where we're going is somewhere different. And that's something I constantly remind myself. You know what I mean? It's like, don't get mad at another man because where you're going is two different fucking places. And there's a reason for that. So for you, brother, how do you keep yourself aligned every single day to make sure you're strapped for life, but also being the best dad, the best husband that you can be at the same time? Sure. So um, I live my life by a, a code. It's called GTA. And it's funny because my first car was a, a Trans Am GTA. And uh, I line the acronym like that. Um, gratitude, thankfulness, and appreciation, right? Like when I was, I was born premature. So that was the first fight that I had in life, right? And I'm here, obviously. 
being bullied and mentally challenged and, and that battle up to 28 years old, they're trying to find the identity and realizing that I am who I say I am and I'm in the driver's seat of my car and I have to stay in my lane in life, right? It, it's easy in this world to look on these platforms, for example, and see other people doing well. And what I realize is I want other people to do well, but my first job is to be healthy mentally, emotionally, physically, and in my soul so I can show up every day as the best husband and father, right? And leader and help impact people's lives. So gratitude is number one. It's non-negotiable. And you hear that word and that's intentional. It, it, it just, I do it in the morning. I take a pause in the afternoon for five minutes. And then before I get in my driveway, you know, when I wasn't super focused, probably at 33 years old, as far as being present, right? That was a, a moment in time where professionally transferring back in your household after a long day, work is still on your mind, right? And I realized, am I really showing up in this moment as the best present husband and dad? And I was like, no. And I sat in that that night and I prayed and I said, well, then I'm going to do better. So this is now non-negotiable. So I shut my technology off before I get in my driveway. Those two and a half hours are the most important thing in my life at that time in that moment. And nothing else matters because I don't want to miss anything. And because I know that tomorrow is not granite and today is a gift, I'm soaking it all up. Damn, bro, you're just dropping the motherfucking metaphors today, but you're 100% right, you know, and that's something uh, I take into is uh, just being present. For instance, we went to Disneyland uh, last month, right? And yeah. the whole time, a lot of my former wife's watching me. One of my buddies hits me up, you know, and she's on Instagram real quick because uh, we're waiting for our food. And then I sent a voice message to him. She's looked at me. She's like, that's the first time today you've been on your phone. And I was like, yeah, I really don't go on my phone, period, you know, when family's home, Uh you know, I watch videos, whatever, go to the educational part or put YouTube on for my daughter. But like, really, I don't have my phone that whole time. And it's cool because now I'm catching myself being more present within the moment. But two, just like relaxing, because uh, I felt like that was one of the hardest things for me, you know, is we have that insane work ethic. Uh, it was funny. One of the calls, you know, you were talking you're like nobody's going to work harder for me. And I'm the same exact way to where it's like, bro, I get up at three in the morning. Like when somebody comes at me with their bullshit, I'm like, bro. I'll outwork you any fucking day of the week. I mean, I have the results I want, but I'm telling you that I will outwork you. Uh, so it's not something that we're teaching the the work ethic per se, um, but it's just showing somebody that, hey, that there's always someone doing more. So just humble yourself. And for me, that's been one of the hardest things as well, you know, was uh, making sure that number one, you know, I wasn't comparing because uh, like they say, you know, comparison is the thief of all joy. And that was me always trying to be better than the next guy, always trying to be better. And it's like, yeah, you can absolutely do it. And there is times where comparison is perfect, but the majority of the time it is not how we need to be showing up. And two, it was like I was taking time away from myself uh, because I was just focused on what everybody else thought. And, you know, for me, it was like, well, I have this ADHD problem and I'm fucking off the walls all the time. But what people don't realize is like I hyper fixate on certain shit and I could spend three hours reading a book that's really fucking good, David Goggins or whatever. And I'm locked in and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And everybody's just like, how are you doing this? Because it's like I find that one thing. So for you, brother, did you have that one thing that allowed you to start realizing that what you were using is just going to make you a little bit better than everybody else? Yeah, so such a great question. I think the first thing that just comes from my heart is um, that one thing is you. It's the reflection in the mirror, 
And um, there was a moment in my life where it was hard to look at myself in the mirror, but I realized it was necessary. And I actually have made that an intentional part of my routines in the morning and the nighttime, no matter how I'm feeling, to have an honest, open communication with myself. Because back in the day, I would avoid my emotions. You know, I was taught, put your head down, work harder, right? When I came home from school, as I mentioned to you, I would go out there and work. And that was my identity. It was working hard. You know, you you'd detail someone's car, you would cut the grass and they would say, thank you so much for helping me. And you feel good. You did something good. You got to appreciate it. And it always feels good to be appreciated. And then I realized that happen on the moments where you don't feel good when life happens 90% of the time, right? How do you bounce back? So starting my day intentionally talking in the mirror like a winner. I am more than enough. I am beyond capable of doing everything I want to do. I see that vision. This person on the other side, this reflection, he's enough. Now he's got to show up and take action every single day, right? And then saying your gratitude lines. I am here. I am healthy. I do have my family. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a 30-day-ago conversation when I was at the hospital I did my 9-11 workout and um, I'll show you the power of doing that mirror morning exercise, right? You know, you're a man, you're looking in the mirror, you're like, am I really doing this? Is this really something I should? Yeah, absolutely. You should do it. I don't care who you are because the mirror doesn't lie. And the sooner that you do it, the sooner you get honest with yourself, the sooner you can move forward. So I don't know about you, Alondis, but I know what it feels like to feel mentally stuck in your brain for 9,855 days. That's 28 years of my life. I would go back and forth between am I good enough and then go take effort. Am I good enough? And then go take effort because I went from being in the driver's seat of my life to then being the passenger seat or in the, or in the back of the car. Right? So I think giving yourself grace but being honest is important. I think that's the key there. Yeah, man. I'm laughing uh, now because you talked about getting honest and looking in that mirror. And I realized that life is a uh, mirror, its own self of the way we look at life. And for me, it was getting to a point where I was working on myself so much that I really realized the inconsistencies of everybody else around me. It's kind of like therapy. Therapy is another fucking thing that gets you. Uh, you start going to therapy, you start realizing everybody else's problems. Uh, so it's like you got to handle that correctly. You got to figure out how to channel that. For me, I didn't know that. Uh, so I, I thought of everybody fucking sucks. And I was just like, bro, you fucking suck. Fuck out my face. I don't believe in you. Why should I listen to you? And it all brought me back to looking in that mirror. And I was like, bro, the thing is, is every conversation I'm having with these eight figure, seven figure, nine figure entrepreneurs is about being shredded. Every single conversation was going down to what are you eating? What are you lifting? Whatever. And I'm like, bro, don't talk to me about lifting because I'm in the gym six to seven days a week. Don't talk to me about eating. And it was like, it's not the eating. It's the are you disciplined when it matters most? And for me, that's when my problem was the eating. You know, eating was the comfort thing, uh, make me feel safe. I also want to be bigger. So it was something where I was like, well, if I can always stay above 200 pounds, I'm solid, you know, and then finally get to 195 and mentally start thinking differently. And I'm like, well, I look fucking good. But to me, I thought a man isn't a man if you don't weigh 200 pounds. So it was something for me where it was like unpacking those limiting beliefs still it was working pushing that capacity uh so i just found it funny you know when you were saying all that because i'm like bro that's exactly what i've been sharing lately is people don't understand that and you also don't understand that transfer of energy uh for when we're at the low frequency so it's funny because now you know i'm starting to think a lot differently 
And I realized that the low frequency behavior, and it's like, I don't blame that person because that's all we knew was that we didn't take the time, you know, to put the development into ourselves to have that actualization. Uh, but two, I would say, and, and I bet you can agree with this, is uh, a man only changes when that pain hurts worse than that fear of the future. You know, and for me, it was exactly that. Like that pain hurts so fucking bad. Like I didn't think I would get on my knees and be like, God, are you real? And then when I just started looking at it and I started looking at the visions and I'm like, bro, this is why I see things differently than people. This is why I have a different outlook on my future and how I'm going to end up and how I'm going to be dying and visualizing these things is because, you know, I have a different uh, opportunity than most people. So for you, uh, wrapping that up, brother, how does somebody look at it and then start realizing that they can have a new sense of clarity on their life? Sure. So. I always say that the the first and most important thing is just relaxing. I think that, you know, and this is an easier said than done task, but being present and being calm is necessary and getting, getting yourself in a position where you give yourself the best opportunity to say, Hey, listen, I'm about to make a big decision and declare in my life that I'm making changes in my life because you can look at, you know, a year in the past and say, why am I still in the same spot? Because you didn't intentionally decide to say, here's what I'm not going to do. This is not who I'm going to be. This is not the identity that I want to be. Right. And start to put boundaries or change habits or really envision that person that you want to become. And then you start putting it on paper. And I and, you know, 83 percent of people don't have goals. Of the ones that do, only 13% actually write them down. And the ones that actually write them down obviously have a higher percentage of achieving them. So when you're looking at an identity conversation of who you're working to become every day, because this is a progression, this is a lifestyle, personal development is who you are to the core. And it doesn't stop because the moment you stop, here's, here's the tricky part. You go backwards because life keeps happening. And then you're not catching up with making decisions and growing as a person, right? So looking at your identity, I would say this. Number one, who do I not want to be? Draw the line in the sand. Number two, what got you to that point? So you can have self-awareness. Third and most importantly, who do you want to focus on becoming? Who's that person, right? And that goes in your values and your belief system. And I think a lot of people... Who, who don't work on personal development. And hey, that was me 13 years ago, right? Because we weren't taught this in school. It really wasn't talked about until these platforms and, and, and real leaders out there, such as yourself, myself, and all the other people out there are working to bring out in the world is it's a lot of work, right? And so every day you have to be intentional to put things in place and structure so that you can go and, and, and do them second nature and being open in conversations with other people. I'm circling back real quick because a lot of men, and this was me again, I held it in. And you and I know it's like a Pepsi bottle. If you don't share your emotions, we're humans. We're designed to feel, right? You know, what's funny uh, is I've been thinking about that. You know, last year I got into stoicism a lot and a lot of stoicism is releasing that into me. You know, it's to a point now where like, I can't respect a man who holds it in uh, because I did that and it doesn't feel good. So it's like, I know you don't feel good. So if you want to hold those things in, if you don't want to tell your truth, if you don't want to tell about the pain, if you want to hold, you know, 
whatever lie it is, you know, it just holds more power, takes that energy away from you. Uh, and that's something I'm realizing as well, you know, is the more work we put into ourselves, the more that we realize that we need to grow, uh, think about that future future version of ourselves, and, hey, how am I going to look here? How am I going to perform every day? It just gives you a better uh, concept of who you need to be, how you need to be showing up. But I love that because you also mentioned, you know, most people don't have the goals written. And that's a tough thing for most people because you got to understand where you're at. And a lot of people don't want to have that actualization to understand that where they're at is a shitty place. So it goes into, you know, them living the life that they live. And that's why, you know, when you start that journey, it's scary. You know, it's, you don't know what the future is going to hold. You don't know how you're going to be able to react to the future and how you're going to change and if it's going to take you away from who you are currently and going down that bad path. So for you, brother, what would you say to that previous version of yourself who was looking to recalibrate our mindset? We don't know where to start. We just want to align ourselves with our definition of success. So I think I think the last part of your question is the most important. Um you know, in, in my early years and in my twenties up until 28, my definition of success was exterior. It was things out there that I could go work hard towards and go earn. And that was my identity at that point. Right. At 28, I realized that all my physical goals, tangible in sales, certain amount of money you want to make, right. A certain, um, goal of owning a gym with a partner achieved it, uh, having a physical shape, you know, I maintained for, for, you know, from 18 to, to 30 years old, being in phenomenal shape, doing some modeling as well. And here's what I realized. If you don't do the inward work and you're not honest with your emotions and you hold them in, they're going to stay with you. And it did. And it caught up to me. And, and the day that I took that cap off the bottle, here's what happened. Literally a breakdown. So my message moving forward to that younger version of myself, I would say, it's all right to feel exactly the way that you are. Be who you are. Don't compare yourself to other people. If you want to cry, cry. If you want to hug someone, hug someone. If you want to let it out, let it out. It's funny because I always say I've never been to a therapist, but when I talk to myself in the mirror, I'm pretty much doing my own therapy, right? And journaling. It's the same thing, man. We, we get on these, on these men calls. That's all we're doing is we're being honest and real. We're catching up real time to how life happened for the days previous and doing that self-reflection and honesty. And when you can do that and you do the inward work every single day, you can take action because you know where you want to go. And defining happiness has to start with interior success. Because if you don't have the foundation in your heart and you don't know how to regulate your emotions, you're always going to battle back and forth. I'm a professional at doing it for 28 years. I know. I know how to realize it and I know how to change it. And, and that's really my ultimate message to everybody out there. And not just men, every human. Yeah, brother. I love that so much. And, you know, that's something that uh, I went through as well, you know, and something that I continue to think about. And it hits me literally every day, every day in the gym, you know, it's like, just think about and feel, and I let my body feel that emotion of not being good enough, of not being someone I'm proud of. Uh, and it doesn't feel good, you know, so you realize the things that you don't want to be and you strive to be the best that you can be. Uh, but you're 100% right, you know, that inward reflection and being able to look at yourself and see, you know, the best that you can be uh, and see that, hey, you know, there's little action I can take every single day. It changes the game for you, but it takes a lot to get to that point. So I love that you mentioned that because that's something that, yeah, you know, it's a beautiful thing we need to work on. Uh, but until people do that work, they're not going to see that. I really appreciated you today, brother. You've been an amazing guest. You dropped some bombs. Where could people find you, man, if they want to keep up with you, they want to hear more of your story? Uh, Alon, this first and most important, 
I appreciate you, brother. You know that. I was excited to hop on here with you. Uh, I, I know you're pushing really, really hard. Uh, in the back end, a lot of people don't know, man. You got a lot going on, and you're still showing up every day. So I'm, I'm proud of you for that. Um, you can just find me on Facebook, Dean Gravenese, and on my Instagram uh, platform as well. Same thing. And just make sure when you when you put in that name, D-E-A-N, space G-R-A-V-I-N-E-S-E, there's going to be an older man. That's my dad. And just make sure you click on the right link. Sounds good, brother. We'll make sure we have that in the show notes. And I appreciate you for the shout out as well. You know, and that's something I had to realize for myself was just because shit gets hard doesn't mean that we drop our pack. You know, we get better and better. Uh, and that's something that I've just been showing. And it's been crazy because I'm feeling that in my life. You know, it's like uh, I've done thousands of burpees within this past two weeks and it's not been fun. And I've hated it and I've hated my body and I've been throwing up and whatever it is, but I don't give up on it. Number two and number two is instilling that discipline within myself. Uh, Cause I can sense, you know, the emotion from me. And usually that would be down a dark path, doing dumb decisions and going down that. But now it's realizing that when you're at that point uh, and you understand yourself, you're like, man, I can tell that something's not right and that I'm going to make it a mistake. So you start, you know, just being vigilant at what it is and journaling and having that therapy session, like you said, with yourself. So I appreciate you, my man. Would definitely love to have you on for a second time in the future. Thank you again, brother. I appreciate you guys and hopefully your audience can, can, you know, really dial into this and share the conversation we had. And if we can inspire just one person, man, we're doing a good job. Have yes, a blessed sir. day, brother. I appreciate you. God bless you. Thanks a lot. See ya. Yo, that is it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Dean's an amazing fucking dude. And uh, it's really an honor, you know, to be able to talk with high frequency individuals, people that are always pushing it, doing the best that they can and becoming better myself, you know, and it's something that doesn't happen overnight, something that's tough, something that you have to keep battling with. But things like the Recalibrated Man community and uh, the mastermind and any program that you're going to be able to get into and you get around these high frequency individuals, it's going to allow you to open that capacity and get better and better and focus on being a better individual. So if that is you, keep pushing, keep being the best that you can be and show the fuck up. Y'all got this shit. I've got my story, you got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. It's time to walk through hell's kitchen I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up Been there and back a couple times But I made it through that stuff I realized if you wanna win You gotta recalibrate your mindset Before there's no time left 